We begin this devotion with the hymn 450 from Luther's service book, O Sacred Head, Now Wounded. O Sacred Head, Now Wounded, With grief and shame weighed down, Now scornfully surrounded, with thorns thine only crown. O sacred head, why glory, what bliss till now was thine. Yet thou despised and gory, I joy to call thee mine. How pale thou art with anguish, with sorrow, abuse, and scorn. How doth thy face now languish, that once was bright as morn. Grim death with cruel rigor hath robbed thee of thy life. Thus thou hast lost thy vigor, thy strength in this sad strife. What thou, my Lord, hast suffered was awful sinner's gain. My mind was the transgression, but thine the deadly pain. Lo, here I fall, my Savior, Tis I deserve thy place. Look on me with thy favor, and grant to me thy grace. My shepherd, now receive me, my guardian of me. Great blessings thou didst give me, all sorts of gifts divine. Thy lips have often fed me with words of truth and love. Thy spirit oft hath led me to heavenly joys above. One language shall I borrow to thank thee, dearest friend, for this thy dying sorrow, thy pity without end. Oh, make me thine forever, 
And should I fainting be, Lord, let me never, never outlive my love for Thee. My Savior, be Thou near me when death is at my door. Then let Thy presence cheer me, forsake me nevermore. When soul and body languish, O leave me not alone, but take away mine anguish, my virtue of thine own. Be thou my consolation, my shield when I must die. Remind me of thy passion when my last hour draws nigh. Mine eyes shall then behold thee upon thy cross shall dwell. My heart by faith in fold thee, who dieth thus dies well. This is a recording of the devotion, which would have been for Holy Wednesday, but I did not get that recorded, so this is recording for Holy Wednesday and Maundy Thursday. We begin with the questions, Christian questions with their answers from the small catechism. As it is Maundy Thursday, I believe it is a very fitting to read it and meditate upon it to this day. Do you believe that you are a sinner? Yes, I believe it. I am a sinner. How do you know this? From the Ten Commandments, which I have not kept. Are you sorry for your sins? Yes, I am sorry that I have sinned against God. What have you deserved from God because of your sins? His wrath and displeasure, temporal death and eternal damnation. Do you hope to be saved? Yes, that is my hope. In whom then do you trust? In my dear Lord Jesus Christ. Who is Christ? The Son of God, true God and man. How many gods are there? Only one. But there are three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What has Christ done for you that you trust in him? He died for me and shed his blood for me on the cross for the forgiveness of sins. Did the Father also die for you? He did not. The Father is God only, as is the Holy Spirit. But the Son is both true God and true man. He died for me and shed his blood for me. How do you know this? From the Holy Gospel. From the words instituting the sacrament, and by his body and blood given me 
as a pledge in the sacrament? What are the words of institution? Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Do you believe then that you that the true body and blood of Christ are in the sacrament? Yes, I believe it. What convinces you to believe this? The word of Christ. Take, eat, this is my body. Drink of it, all of you, this is my blood. What should we do when we eat his body and drink his blood, and in this way receive his pledge? We should remember and proclaim his death, and the shedding of his blood, as he taught us, this do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Why should we remember and proclaim his death? First, so we may learn to believe that no creature could make satisfaction for our sins. Only Christ, true God and man, could do that. Second, so we may learn to be horrified by our sins and to regard them as very serious. Third, so we may find joy and comfort in Christ alone and through faith in him be saved. What motivated Christ to die and make full payment for your sins? His great love for his Father and for me and other sinners, as it is written in John 14, Romans 5, Galatians 2, and Ephesians 5. Finally, why do you wish to go to the sacrament? That I may learn to believe that Christ, out of great love, died for my sin, and also learn from him to love God and my neighbor. What should admonish and encourage a Christian to receive the sacrament frequently? First, both the command and the promise of Christ the Lord. Second, his own pressing need, because of which the command, encouragement, and promise are given. But what should you do if you are not aware of this need and have no hunger and thirst for the sacrament? To such a person, no better advice could be given than this. First, he should touch his body to see if he still has flesh and blood. Then he should believe what the scriptures say of it, in Galatians 5 and Romans 7. Second, he should look around to see whether he is still in the world and remember that there will be no lack of sin and trouble, as the scriptures say in John 15 to 16 and in John, 1 John 2 and 5. Third, he will certainly have the devil also around him, who with his lying and murdering day and night will let him have no peace within or without, as the scriptures picture him, in John 8 and 16, 1 Peter 5, Ephesians 6, and 2 Timothy 2. These questions and answers are no child's play, but are drawn up with great earnestness of purpose by the venerable and devout Dr. Luther for both young and old. Let each one pay attention and consider it a serious matter, 
For St. Paul writes to the Galatians in chapter 6, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Continue with hymn 425, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. When I survey the wondrous cross On which the Prince of Glory died My richest gain I count but loss And poor contempt on all my pride forbidden Lord that I should boast save in the death of Christ by God all the vain things that charm me most I sacrifice them to his blood. See from his hand, his hands, his feet, sorrow and love for me. Did as such love and sorrow meet, O thorns compose so rich a crown. Were the whole realm of nature mine, that were a tribute far to Love so amazing, so divine Demands my soul, my life, my all Let us pray Merciful and everlasting God You did not spare your only Son but delivered him up for us all to bear our sins on the cross. Grant that our hearts may be so fixed with steadfast faith in him that we fear not the power of sin, death, and the devil. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We read the Passion according to St. Luke, beginning at the 22nd chapter. Now the feast of unleavened bread drew near, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to put Jesus to death, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered into Judas called Iscariot, who was of the number of the twelve. He went away and conferred with the chief priests and officers how he might betray him to them. And they were glad and agreed to give him money. So they consented and sought an opportunity to betray him to them in an absence of a crowd. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat it. They said to him, Where will you have us prepare it? 
he said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters, and tell the master of the house, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room? Where I may eat the Passover with my disciples, and he will show you an upper, a large upper room furnished. Prepare it to there. And they went and found it, just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. And when the hour came, he reclined at table, and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat until eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this, and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup, after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of man who the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. The Son of Man goes as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. They began to question one another which of them it could be who was going to do this. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. And he said to them, The king of the Gentiles exercised lordship over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become as the youngest, and the leader as one who serves. For who is the greater, one who reclines at table, or one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at table? But I am among you as the one who serves. You are those who stayed with me in my trials, and I assign to you as my Father assigned to me a kingdom, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, <coughs> and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, Behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might shift, sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Peter said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny three times that you know me. And he said to them, When I sent you out with no money bag or knapsack or sandals, did you lack anything? They said, Nothing. He said to them, but now let the one who has a money bag take it, and likewise a knapsack, and let the one who has no sword sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you that this scripture must be fulfilled in me. 
and he was numbered with the transgressors. For what is written about me has its fulfillment. And they said, Look, Lord, here are two swords. And he said to them, It is enough. And he came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. While he was still speaking, there came a crowd, and the man called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? And when those who were around him saw that what would follow, they said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? <coughs> and one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, No more of this. And he touched his ear and healed him. When Jesus said to the chief priests and officers of the temple and elders, would come out against him. Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you day after day in the temple, <coughs> you did not lay hands on me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. And Peter was following at a distance. And when they had kindled the fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light and looking closely at him, said, This man also was with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And a little later someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. And after an interval of about an hour, still another insisted, saying, Certainly this man also was with him, for he too is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. And immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Now the men who were holding Jesus in custody were mocking him as they beat him. They also blindfolded him and kept asking him, Prophesy, who is it that struck you? And they said many other things against him, blaspheming him. When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people gathered together, both chief priests and scribes, and they led him away to their council, and they said, If you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, If I tell you, you will not believe, and if I ask you, you will not answer. But from now on, 
the Son of Man shall be seated at the right hand of the power of God. So they all said, "You Are you the Son of God then? And he said to them, You say that I am. Then they said, What further testimony do we need? We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. Then the whole company of them arose and brought him before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man misleading our our nation and forbidding us to give tribute to Caesar and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him, (coughs) You have said so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no guilt in this man. But they were urgent, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him over to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had long desired to see him, because he had heard about him and he was hoping to see some sign done by him. So he questioned him at some length, but he made no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him, and Herod, with his soldiers, treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then arraying him in splendid clothing, (coughs) he sent him back to Pilate. And Herod and Pilate became friends with each other that very day, for before this they had been at enmity with each other. Pilate then called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people, and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was misleading the people. And after examining him before you, behold, I did not find this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither did Herod, for he sent him back to us. Look, nothing deserving death has been done by him. I will therefore punish and release him. But they all cried out together, Away with this man and release to us Barabbas a man who had been thrown into prison for an insurrection started in the city and for murder. Pilate addressed them once more, desiring to release Jesus. But they kept shouting, Crucify! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no guilt deserving death. I will therefore punish and release him. But they were urgent demanding with loud voices that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate decided that their demand should be granted. Release the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, for whom they asked. But he delivered Jesus over to their will. And as they led him away, they seized one Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, and laid on him the cross to carry it behind Jesus. There followed him a great multitude of the people and of women who were mourning and lamenting for him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, 
but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they'll say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills cover us. For if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him, and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. And the people stood by watching, but the ruler scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There is also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, Today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed, and the curtain in the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Now when the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God, saying, Certainly this man was innocent. And all the crowds that had assembled for the spectacle, when they saw what had taken place, returned home beating their breasts. And all his acquaintances and the women who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a man named Joseph from the Jewish town of Arimathea. He was a member of the council, a good and righteous man, who had not consented to their decision and action, and he was looking for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down and wrapped it in a linen shroud and laid him in a tomb cut in stone, where no one had yet ever yet been laid. It was the day of preparation. And the Sabbath was beginning. The woman, women who had come with him from Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath day they rested according to the command. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Thanks. Praise to you, O Christ. As it is Maundy Thursday, we are going to conclude with a Maundy Thursday hymn. When you woke that Thursday morning, hymn 445. When you woke that Thursday morning, 
Save your teacher, faithful friend, thoughts of self and safety scorning, knowing how the day would end. Lamb of God, foretold for angels, now at last the hour had come, when but one could pay sin's wages, you assume their dreadful song. Never so alone and lonely, longing with tormented heart to be with your dear ones only for a quiet hour apart. Sinless lamb and fallen creature, one last pastoral meal to eat, one last lesson as their teacher, washing your disciples' feet. What was there that you could give them that would never be outspent? What great gift that would outlive them? What last will and testament? Show me and the world you love me. Know me as the Lamb of God. Do this in remembrance of me. Eat this body, drink this blood. One in faith, in love united, all one body, you the hand. When we meet by you invited, you are with us as you said. One with you and one another in a unity sublime. See in us your sister, brother, one in every place and time. One day all the church will capture that bright vision glorious, and your saints will know the rapture that your heart desired for us. When the long for peace and union of the greatest and the least meet in joyous Bless communion in your never-ending feast. The grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keep you in the one true faith, to life everlasting. Amen.